Amen. Let's turn the Word of God to Psalm 46. Look at another Psalm, Psalm 46. And we'll read all 11 verses. Psalm 46 says this, Psalm 46, verses 1 through 11. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, Though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Verse 10. Here it is. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and grace. We thank you, Lord, for being altogether lovely. Lord, you're fairer than 10,000. You're the rose of Sharon. You're the lily of the valley. Dear God, you're all that we need. And Lord, we're thankful for that name, that you, that day that you wrote our name down. Lord, thank you for the faithfulness of these that are here, these that are listening, saved so many years ago, but yet they are still saying, Thou alone are my heart's desire. And Lord, they've stayed faithful all these years, and they're still uh, thirsting and hungering for righteousness. They're still desiring you. They still have a desire to tell people about Jesus. And, uh, Lord, what a wonderful thing that is. Lord, I pray that you'd bless them, bless this church. Lord, continue to build your local church, your local church. Lord, we trust you. Now, Lord, we pray, again, if there's somebody listening, somebody that's not here, that's not saved, boy, it'd sure be a great day to get their name written down in the book of life. Lord, work in that heart. Lord, you know what's going on in hearts and homes. Dear God, please touch touch the, touch the sick among us. Lord, we think of Sister Barnett. We think of Sister Pitt, Sister Muxlow. Lord, we think of Sonny, uh, Sister Baruch, Brother Thomas, others. Uh, dear God, Lord, pl- please touch the physical as well and other needs that people have. Again, Lord, encourage us and challenge us and lift us up and lift thyself up through thy word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As we look at this psalm, how wonderful psalm it is. The psalm encourages believers. Amen. I don't know if you need any encouragement, but this psalm encourages believers to hope and trust in God, to trust in His power, to trust in His providence, to trust in His presence, right? That is with His church, even in the worst of times. This psalm, as others, it reassures us that God can handle all things at all times. He can handle all things at all times that would come our way. This psalm reminds the believer that in Christ, 
that in Christ and through Christ, we are more than conquerors against our enemies. Of course, as you saw, this psalm is uh, divided into uh, three parts, three stanzas, however you want to say it, right? And of course, at the end, each one, it's uh, finished by Selah. We like that. Of course, we know that means to, to pause or stop and think about that. So you see that division, I think, through verses 1 through 3, then verses 4 through 7, then verses 8 through 11. Now, we're going to get down to verse 10 where we're going to focus, but just, in, just a quick note on some of the other verses. Uh, notice uh, verse 1. It says here, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So here we see there is a refuge. Aren't you glad? And again, I, that's one of my favorite words because refuge means what? What is the definition, defining thing about a refuge? It's a place that you can get in. <laughs> Aren't you glad that you can get in this morning? Amen. Hey, you can get in, but the enemy can't. And that's the wonderful thing. And boy, I'm glad. I hope you're in this morning. And if you're not, we want you to know that you can get in this morning, the refuge. And of course, it's a personal refuge because it's God, right? He's our God. So that refuge, right? You're not just fleeing to a rock, amen? You're fleeing to God himself. And so there's that personal aspect of the refuge. There's that powerful aspect and strength. Boy, I tell you what, I, I don't know, I needed some strength this week. Did you need any strength? Hey, I'm glad I needed strength this morning. You know what? I found it in my refuge. I found it in my God. And then we see not only that, it's a permanent refuge. Look at verses 2 and 3. Notice how many times you see the word though. Though. Look at what it says. Therefore will not we fear. Why? We don't have to fear because we have a refuge. We can get in. The enemy can't, so we don't have to fear. Though the earth, look at this, though the earth be removed, I'm not going to fear. Though the mountains be carried away into the midst of the sea, I'm not going to fear. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, I'm not going to fear. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, I will not be afraid because I'm in my refuge. Amen. I'm with my God. I'm resting in his strength, his power, his providence, his presence. I'm resting in that. And boy, you know what? Selah. I think I'm just going to stop and think about that a while. Amen. And be encouraged of the refuge that I have. What a wonderful thing this is. And so we see this. These verses assure us. Amen. We don't have a floating foundation that moves, but an ever-present firm foundation, amen, that we can stand upon and rest in. I like these verses, Deuteronomy 32, 31. I love this. I love this verse. For their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. At the end of the day, they're going to have to confess, man, he, he, he's different. He's different. Amen. What they have is different. They confess that what they have is different. Psalm 78, 35. And they remembered that God was their rock. Boy, that's what you need to do. I say it again. When you're between a rock and a hard place, remember Jesus is the rock. They remembered that God was their rock and God their redeemer. So through our God, we see we are established, we are helped, and we're unafraid. Amen. We can go through life. Amen. With those assurances. And then we see in verses four through seven, look, there is a river. <laughs> Amen. There is a river. Verse four, we see the river in the city. There is a river. There's streams whereof, right? 
shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. <laughs> so we see the river in the city. Now think about that river that flows through the city. And then there's things, there's streams that go out from that city and they make glad the city of God. What a wonderful picture of the Holy Spirit. Like the river and its streams that run through and make glad the city of God. As the child of God, so the, heal, so the Holy Spirit and that which streams from Him makes us glad and we're able to rejoice whatever may be going on. So we see the river in the city. Verse 5, we see the resident in the city. God is in the midst of her. That's what makes it worth being there. Amen. Hey, I'm, I look forward to enjoying that river. Amen. Sitting along the river and uh, kicking my feet and all those things. But listen, it's the resident of that city. Amen. That makes it worth being there. God is in the midst of her. Aren't you glad you have a God that likes to be in the midst? He's in the midst of the city. But praise God, he's in the midst of the church. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, one, two, three, four. Oh, we got that covered, right? <laughs> there am I in the midst, Jesus said. Boy, he's in the midst of the city. He's in the midst of the church. And you know what else? He's in the midst of all that you go through. That great verse, Daniel 3, 25, when they were in the fire, he answered, lo, this is the king, right? Saying, lo, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is likened to the Son of God. And so he's in there in the midst of our troubles as well. And then verse 6, we see, listen, uh, we saw the river inside the city. We saw the resident inside the city. But verse 6, we see the raging outside the city. There's not going to be no raging in that city. Amen. There's going to be peace. Right? The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. But the sad thing is, they do not have to rage outside the city. They could be rejoicing in the city. You know, all those that are raging outside today, that are raging across our country, that are raging around the world, they don't have to be raging. They could be rejoicing. Amen? Boy, hey, you know somebody that's raging, say, hey, you know what? You don't have to be raging. You don't have to be a, a, a raging heathen. Amen. You can be rejoicing. Amen. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you come to Jesus, amen, you'll put your trust in him in that blood we sang about, right? In that finished work we talk about. If you'll put your trust in him, all those that are raging can go from raging to rejoicing through the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing. Amen. Right? And so then we want to focus on this, right? We saw the refuge, the river, but thank God we have a relationship. Verses 8 through 11, again, say this. Verse 8, come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh the wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear asunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. But here we want to focus quickly on verse 10, that well-known verse. Be still. And know that I am God. Look at there. Be still. You know, what are we, you know, in life? I mean, life happens and we're, we're busy, 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 right? Trying to get through life, trying to survive, whatever you want to call it. We're busy, busy, busy. Our lives are busy. Our minds are busy. Things happen and our emotions are busy. Everything about us is busy. And you know what? God knows that, but in the midst of that, he says, 
Be still. Be still. That word means this. Relax. Now think, think about all you got going on in your life right now. Right? Think about all you Relax. Right? Think about all you got going. Right? You got some things going on in your life? Yeah. Yeah, of course. We all have things going on in our life. And God knows that. And he says what? Relax. Take a chill pill. Chillax. My favorite word is chillax. Right? He says, relax. And that means this. Stop. Drop it. Leave it alone. Let go. Cease to act or proceed. That's a good definition. Cease to act, right? Desist, right? Cease to act or proceed. That is, he's saying, in your own power, in your own wisdom, in your own ability. Relax. Like, what? Relax? Do do you know what's going on in my life? Well, maybe I don't, but he does. Like Brother Wood said uh, in uh, Sunday school, right? If you didn't hear him, oh, you weren't here, sorry. Right? But listen, what did he say? When you confess, it's not so he knows, it's to make sure you know. Right? He knows. And he says, listen, I know everything that's going on. Life is busy. Your mind is busy. Your emotions are busy. Relax. Let go. Stop acting in your own power. Stop acting in your own wisdom. And what? And know that I am God. That word no means to experience. He wants you to experience that he's God. So if you'll relax, if you'll let go, if you'll trust him, you know what? You, you stop acting and you let him go into action. So he wants us to stop acting so he can go into action and experience that he is God. And, and it means to understand our, our relationship. He's saying, listen, I want you to understand our relationship and what's going on here. And if you'll be still, I'll show you how wonderful this relationship is and how I want to take care of you. He says, you need to understand who I am. You need to understand what I am, and you need to understand I am here. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Doesn't matter what you feel, what you think, I'm here. God's Word has many verses that speak of His people being still and learning to know He is God. (laughs) Let me share some good verses to talk about being still and what I, I think they can show us. That great verse, Exodus 14, 13. How can you not love that verse, right? When, when the people of Israel, they've come out of Egypt, and right, right in front of them is the Red Sea. Right behind them is the army of Egypt. And it just looked, man, just like they're about to be sandwiched in between these two things. And what does Moses stand up and say in the power and, uh, and authority of God? And Moses said to the people, fear ye not. For the next two words, stand still. Relax got this sea in front of you. You got this army before you. And God's saying, relax. Yes, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. What are you saying? He's saying, be still, relax, let go. Stop taking any action. Even though the army's getting closer, and it doesn't seem like you can go forward, be still and know that I am God and I am the God that can make a way where there is no way. 
be still, relax. But God, there's no, no way. Well, if you would just calm down a minute, we can take care of that. He's the God. Amen. Be still. Whatever's going on, you're trying to figure it out. Which way am I going to go? What's God's direction? This way, that way, which way do I go? Be still and know he's the God that can make a way when there is no way. Joshua 3.8, we sort of see the same situation when they're crossing Jordan. It says, God talking to Joshua, says, And thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the water of Jordan, right? Of course, the priest carrying the ark says, And stand still in Jordan, he says. In verse 10, he says this of Joshua 3. And Joshua said, Hereby, right? The fact that they're going in, and they're going to stand still, right? God's going to step into that river first. God's going to step into that situation first. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hevites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites and, and the other sites. What is he saying? God says, be still, right? Get out. Just be still in the Jordan and know that I am the God whose presence goes before you. Whatever's there, hey, your enemies, listen, I go before you. I want you to know, be still and know that I'm the God. Before you step into that situation, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be standing there. I'm going to be standing there. Be still and know. Relax. I'm the God that goes before you. I like this. Another, my favorite, one of my favorite verses in Ruth, Ruth 3.18. Remember, uh, 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 you know, Ruth comes home. She's probably all busy, right? <laughs> and Naomi, I can't believe what happened today and this and that and what Ruth says to her. Then said she, Naomi to Ruth, sit still. Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. It's a wonderful verse. For the man will not be in rest until he hath finished the thing this day. He says, you know what? You can relax because he's not going to relax till the job's done. <laughs> he says, you can relax because he's not going to relax. Listen, he doesn't relax, right? The God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. We can relax because we know that he's not going to relax. That he, listen, we can relax, we can, right, let go, we can stop our action because we know he's not going to relax, that whatever he is doing on our behalf, be still and know that I am the God that will not rest till I have completed the work that I began for you. That's what he's showing, Ruth. Second Chronicles 20, 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Amen. Amen. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. But, 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 yeah. Right, he knows. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Look at that. See the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow you go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Be still and know, he says, that I am God. He said, be still, listen, listen. He says, I got this. But you know what's better than I got this? 
I got this. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Better than I got this is I got this. That's what he's saying to you. Not only is he saying I got this, he says I got this. Amen. I'm in full control of everything going on. I'm in full control of everything going on. Everything that's, everything that's going on now, everything that lies ahead, not only do I got this, I got this. And because he, he got this, everything's all right. You can relax. You can let go. You can rest in his faithfulness. I got this. Job 37, 14, he said, Hearken unto this, O Job. Uh, think about everything that happened in Job's life. Think about, uh, uh, you're talking about being busy emotionally, right? I mean, Job had a good reason to be busy emotionally, if, if you will. Now, we know what he said, but, you know, his wife, no doubt, she, that's why she said what she, she was busy emotionally. But he said, what did he say? He said, stand still. Relax. I know, Job. Relax. And consider the wondrous works of God. Be still and know that I am God, the God. Just look around you. I'm the God that did it all. I'm the God that did it all. Mark 4:39. And he arose. Of course, they're in the, they're in the boat. It says, Jesus, he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And what is he saying to his disciples? Be still and know that I am God. I'm the God that can steal the storm. I'm the God. Not only did I make all, I control all. Amen. Everything is under my command. At any moment, that storm that's got you so, listen, not only am I saying to you, be still, but I can say to it at any moment, be still. I'm in full control. Let me give you one last one here. Psalm 4.4. Stand in awe. And sin not. Well, you say, you know, I, I, I like that. You know, you, you, you have a, a, a sin that you're just keeps sort of tripping you up. You know what you need to do? Just go standing on God. <laughs> just go get a good glimpse of God. Just go spend some time before your God and say, thou alone. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed. Be still. See lie. Be still and know that I am God, the God that can keep you from sin. Relax. Be still and know that I am God, the God that can keep you from sin. So as a reminder, he says there, be still and know that I am God. Again, the God that can make a way when there is no way. I am the God whose presence goes before you to fight your enemies. I am the God that will not rest till I've completed the work I began for you. Be still and know I am the God. I got this. I got this. Be still and know that I am God, the God that did it all. Be still and know that I am God, the God that controls it all. I am God, the God that can keep you from sin. He goes on to say here, Again, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in all the earth. Hey, listen, one day, I don't care what it looks like there, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He will be exalted. That means lifted up. 
And that is what we want. What do we want as believers? What do we want? We want our Savior to be lifted up. And what is our job? Our job is to lift him up. He said this, Jesus said this in John 12, 32, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Now we know in context, he's talking about his death. That's what he, he's referring to his death. But also I believe that's a, a principle you will, or a teaching for the believer that is this. He's talking about his death, but the, the, the thought also there is what? That if we will lift him up, We'll just go out there and brag on Jesus. He will work in people's lives. That's our job. Just go out there and listen. Let, let the heathen rage. Amen. Just get out there and share Jesus. Get out. Just get out there. Don't get out there and argue with him and go back and forth. Just get out there and give him Jesus. You know, you've heard me tell a story about my, my well, our grandfather, when he was on that island with, uh, with uh, cannibals there in the Philippines. And uh, he preached to the village. Then the, then the chief came. He said, I get my own message. Now forget, think about this. My grandfather, 80-something years old when he was telling me this, the last time he told me this story, 80-something years old. Maybe he was in his 40s or whatever he was, 30, when he was on that island. And tears flowing down his face, still telling that story. <laughs> I'll never forget it, sitting there in his living room. Sitting there in his living room in, in Tacoa, uh, Georgia there, right? A tear started flowing down his face. He said, Jeff, he looked at me with tears flowing down his face. My grandfather said, Jeff, I just gave him Jesus. <laughs> he said, Jeff, I just gave him Jesus. <laughs> That's all I did. I didn't try to whatever. He says, I just gave him Jesus. He says, listen, I don't, cannibals or whatever they are, listen, just give him Jesus. Amen. Just get out there. That's all he wants to do. Just get out there and lift him up. Amen. Let him be exalted among the heathen. Let just, just, I know whatever's going on, our, our, our bodies are busy, our minds are busy, our emotions are busy with everything going on. Be still. Relax. Amen. Best thing you can do is just get out there and brag on Jesus. Get out there and lift up Jesus. Amen. Just give him Jesus. When he left that island, he said, we're thankful to the Americans for coming here to deliver us from the Japanese. But that's a temporal deliverance. You know, I'm glad we can do things to help people temporarily, you know, with food and all those things. And those are good things to do. Did a lot of that. But what makes the difference? But, sir, we're thankful most of all that you came here to deliver us from sin because you gave us Jesus. And that's what we want to do. Lift up our beloved Savior. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. He's with us. He's in the midst. He's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I just stop and think about that. He is God. Be still. Relax. Amen. He can make a way. He can... He can Shut that down, be still any moment he wants, whatever it is. He's God. He's got this. You see, he's with us. His presence. When you have a conscious awareness of his presence, 
It's not just, oh, we know he's there, but we listen, having, say, Lord, I, I know you're here by faith. I know you're here. Your word tells me you're here. But, Lord, I want to have that conscious awareness. I want to be in tune with your presence. Lord, with all that's going on, you telling me to relax. Well, you know what will help me relax? Help me to have that conscious awareness of your presence. That conscious awareness. I think I, when I was reading that, I thought about uh, Mary in John 11 with the story of Lazarus' death. Remember, uh, Martha went out and Mary sat in the house. And then in verse 28 of John 11, it says, And when she had so said, talking about Martha, she went away and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master has come. <laughs> I like that. The Master has come. As soon as she heard that, she came unto him. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you. The master has come. The master's here. Amen. The master's here. Boy, the best thing you can do when you know the master's there is to come quickly to him and just turn it all over to him and say, Lord, I know. You said, be still what? That I that, know that I'm God. Lord, I know that thou art God. That's why she went, right? She found, boy, she sure found out that day. I am the resurrection. He is the right. He can make a way because he is the way. Amen. He can say, peace be still because he is peace. And he can give the guidance because he is, he is wisdom. The very wisdom of God. We can trust him. His will. The master has come. Boy, that's all she had to hear. Well, whatever's going on, the master's come. He's here. It's enough. Mary, she's what, Mary? He's here. What a wonderful thing. The God of Jacob. And see, I, I, I always like it when they use, you know, the God of Jacob. Because Jacob, when you think of Jacob, who that supplanter. That's him in his weakness. That's him in his frailty. That's, that's him before he, he became the prince of peace. Right? We always say, oh, the God of Israel. But Lord, you know, he, he, he's your God even when you're Jacob. He's not your God just when you're being Israel. You know, when you got everything right, when you're being Israel, he's not just your God when you're being Israel, right? When you got everything right, he's your God even when you're being Jacob. Even when you're weak, even when you're messing it up. Doesn't mean he, he likes you doing that, but he wants you to know no matter what's going on, he's your God. And he's there, and he's your refuge, and you can rest in him. Isaiah 44, 6, Jesus said, right? Because, you see, the God of Jacob has been, is, and will be with us. He's been with us all. Hey, when's your name getting around? Well, he has been with you all that time. He is with you. He's been with the church all that time. He is with the church. He will be with the church. He has been with you. He is with you. He will be with you. Isaiah 44, 6, I am the first. I am the last. Beside me, there is no God. I just love that. <laughs> there is no God. That's it. There's no plan B. Amen? There's no, he's God. So whatever's going on, whatever's got your life busy, whatever's got your mind busy, whatever got has your emotions busy, God says, be still, relax, stop, 
drop it. Leave it alone. Let it go. Cease to act or proceed in your own power, right? And know that I am God. Know that I'm God. You see, a good way maybe to test ourselves about how much we're trusting God in the situation we're in. Am I trusting God? Well, how still are you being? How relaxed are you in the situation right now? How relaxed are you in the situation? How have you let go? Are you leaning? How still are we being or able to be? That'll tell us how much we're trusting God. Doesn't mean we're not being realistic about the things. That's not what he's saying, right? But he's saying, listen, be still. Relax. Whatever it is, he's got this. He's got this. And we can trust him. Let's pray.